know that you can defy the laws of physics <laughs> if you want to. There's something about saying, you know, this is available to everybody. Opening gates, opening portals, being with energy, harnessing it in the way that serves the collective. All of that is available to everybody. And I just hope that anything I shared opens doors, period. Just opens doors for anyone. We're all alone And we're all Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for empaths, healers, dreamers, and seekers. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community Membership for Energy Medicine and Dream Work. In this podcast, I offer teachings, poetry, songs, interviews, and inspiration to support you wherever you are on your path. I wanted to let you know that as always on the new moon, I release a new guided meditation for the private podcast that you can subscribe to, or you can also purchase these meditations or journeys on my website. And this month, the guided meditation I'm offering is for clearing anxiety and stress and an overall somatic energetic reset. I felt like that was kind of needed in the collective right now for this time and really for any time because who doesn't need a little energetic somatic reset here and there. (laughs) So you should definitely check those out as well as my blog post that's associated with that offering just some simple energy medicine and visualization techniques and practices to help you ground your energy and release stress and anxiety. So today's episode, I'm super excited to be talking to my dear friend, Kim Pinkley. She's a polarity teacher colleague of mine from the Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. And she has training in traditional Native American medicine ceremonies. And she's also just a really incredible human being. So I was excited when she told me that she had these dreams and was willing to share them with the podcast. So we spontaneously hopped on this interview, recorded this epic session, and at the very end of it, I realized I had not hit record. (laughs) Which was really weird because I had hit record, but somehow it didn't record. So whenever something like that happens, I always know that there's some higher purpose to it. There's some reason why we needed to do it twice. I just feel like the kind of dreams, the quality to her dreams, they were medicine dreams. And I would define that as any kind of dream where you're moving between realms, where you're connecting with higher beings or beings who have passed or divine aspects of yourself. This kind of dreams often come to bring us healing, clarity, to help us know that we are on path. (laughs) They bring teachings that we couldn't otherwise receive. And they usually have some kind of potency that other dreams don't have. And so because of the quality of her dreams being medicine dreams, the fact that it didn't record the first time and that we had to reset (laughs) and start over, I thought that was really interesting. So I kind of begin this interview with a little bit more of an invocation to kind of honor the space. Even though Kim and I are really good friends, we do laugh a lot in this interview, the content is really quite special. So I want to invite you as you listen 
to keep in mind that your energy is also in the space of this container and that as always anytime we listen to someone else's dream with consciousness we get to try that dream on as though it were our own so i just invite you to tune into your body and your environment noticing what comes up for you as you listen what resonates and what is the medicine from kim's dreams that are really coming for you and the dream of your life as well Coming back into the session space yeah. with new intention to honor what was and what is becoming, honoring the spirits and the consciousness of the space that we opened a doorway just by speaking to these dreams that were about opening doorways between the worlds. Therefore, this is sacred space, calling in our guides and allies to hold the container in a sacred way so that it is safe and secure and in service of our highest good and the highest good of all. Mm. Yeah, that feels really important, actually. Yeah. So just to introduce you, Kim, and give a little context for the listeners around who you are and how badass amazing you are, <laughs> I would love to invite you to just share a little tiny snippet into your healer's journey and how you came to be this amazing polarity teacher, retreat leader, book writer, incredible human being that you are. <laughs> I love that question. I get this question in the classes that I hold, like, what well, brought you to this work? And this work being polarity and cranial sacral work. And I've been a massage therapist for 25 years as well. I always go back to the fact that I was a child of the 80s. And there was a moment during my childhood where I was watching The Empire Strikes Back. And I was completely fascinated by Yoda and in one of the scenes Yoda was lifting Luke Skywalker's spaceship out of a swamp without like touching it you know doing it energetically and I thought to myself that moment I want to be able to do that I mean we're talking about like a six-year-old or seven-year-old there was this part of me that never looked back like I always 100,000 times percent believed that I could do that. Fast forward to a few more years down the road and the karate kid came out and Mr. Miyagi and Daniel's son. And there was that clap that Mr. Miyagi did with his hands before he would go touch Daniel's son to heal him. I actually used to chase kids around the playground when I was a kid. <laughs> slapping my hands together, trying to heal them, always trying to convince people we could move things with our mind and not touching them. You know, I found myself in this work, the work that I do being totally based on energy, quantum physics, the mystery, the unknown, and everything from different realms. And I've constantly been seeking knowledge, seeking wisdom, seeking anything I could find about universal truths. And in that same journey, it was one of self-reflection. 
and my own healing. And it was the best way that I found to learn this work was to do it with myself. And I love to share it in any way I can possible. And there's this idea that it's not just what we can see here with these earthen eyes and what our limited human minds can perceive or think, but there's a bigger picture with a lot more potential available and possibilities that we could never really imagine. And I just love being in that. I love it. <laughs> mystery, being in the great mystery. And you are so Yoda. I so see that. <laughs> and I so see the Mr. Miyagi imprint of your relationship with mentorship mm-hmm. and how you worked really closely with Heather Principe in the New York chapter of the Polarity teacher training. Yeah. So she has many different circles and gatherings and medicine wheel journeys and ceremony. I have done vision quest and I also just, I try and spend any time I can with her. And she is the teacher that's really handed the teaching of ceremony down to me. I love holding circles and I love being in that space where we all get to share our truth. You have such a great integrity around how you hold and pass on what you've been given. I have seen and and witnessed your medicine and your potency. And I love hearing this Mr. Miyagi, Karate Kid, Yoda (laughs) correlation, because it's all coming together now. (laughs) That's my story. That's how I got here. And I I never look back. You know, I just never wanted to, for one second, doubt that any of that stuff, that Hollywood stuff (laughs) was possible. That is the adventure of being in energy medicine is that we're dancing between realms all the time Mm, mm. never a dull day at work it's a beautiful exploration i love it (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so i know that you came to me for this specific conversation because you had a series of four dreams that happened over the course of two days quite recently within the last week, right? Yes. (laughs) Within the last three days. So this is fresh, vivid, and right now. So yeah, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell the story of these dreams. They started in an afternoon nap and then over the next two evenings or two nights, I'd never experienced the amount of intensity. The conversations were just normal conversations, almost as if we're in day-to-day life on this earth plane kind of dreams. Fascinating. Something I had never experienced. And the few of them drawn together all in the same couple of days. Really, I was like, I need to call Amanda. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) Little reflection. So here we are. Do you want to speak at all to the context of the dream, starting with the ether? I would consider any kind of dream incubation to divine information from my dreams or connect with my dream guides as an aspect of the ether. But it could also be anything going on in the context of your life around the time of the dream or anything that seems related. Yes, absolutely. So... As I was kind of speaking to before, I 
I love to be in ceremony. And really what that means for me is this place where a group of us will come together and it is extremely authentic. It's raw. It is also a place where we would do invocation for a safe container to allow our ancestors or our guides or spirits to come and journey with us for whatever amount of time by opening ceremony something usually shifts it always shifts you can expect the unexpected at times and whenever (laughs) i do ceremony whenever i'm holding ceremony i'm very aware that my dreams become really vivid, intense, interesting. I feel like they're more dimensional, maybe working things out on more than one plane, we'll say. And so I had just held a retreat before these dreams happened, and which was very ceremonial, including a labyrinth, which had an extreme energetic component of the labyrinth was something new and bigger than I probably had worked with before. And I feel like these dreams started just as I was landing, like really getting here back to my grounded self, but still had that magic, that portal, that opening available. That's my thought around it. So the first dream was during a nap and I'm not a big napper. And this day I needed a nap. I'm still coming out of ceremony and woke up from this nap. And I can say that what I remember in those moments were confusion of, wait a minute, I know that just happened. And I'm not sure how it could have happened. And it took me minutes to really convince myself that was a dream. And so the dream was that I had a um, friend, very close friend of mine, pass away over 20 years ago. And after his passing, he would come to me in dream time. Other places I would feel his presence in my life as well. And then slowly but surely, that kind of fell off. And he hasn't entered my dreams in many years. The dream actually started with me on a phone call, talking to a relative who was trying to tell me that she was disappointed with this energetic work that I do, and that it was sacrilegious, and that I shouldn't be playing with this energy stuff. So that's how the dream actually started. And as I'm on the phone with her, my friend who had passed away walked in through my house and I saw him. I had a knowing, oh yeah, we were mistaken. He hadn't actually passed away. He's just been missing all this time. And when I saw him, I was so excited that that was true, that this misunderstanding was true. And I went and I gave him this big hug and cried, happy, joyful, and so excited. I remember at some point while I was hugging him and crying, I told myself, feel his body, make sure he's real, make sure you're not dreaming. <laughs> and I felt his body and I was like, wow, this is, this is real. The next thing you know, I remembered I had been on the phone call and I decided to hang up with her and I was going to go and spend some time with my friend who came back. So I went and found the phone, hung up with her. When I went to find my friend, It was like I walked into a hotel room that had been occupied, but the person had checked out. You could tell somebody had been there, but now they're not there any longer. They were gone. The bed was used, but there was no toothbrush or no suitcase. Everything was gone. And you could just feel that, oh, they're gone. 
when I woke up, it took me a few minutes to really convince myself that you felt him. <laughs> no, he's not here, but you felt him. Yeah. And you really convinced myself that, it, it, you know, that was a dream. Wow. <laughs> so I'll just reflect what I heard here. This friend of yours, they passed 20 years ago. Correct. And you used to dream of them, but you haven't in all this in a long time. Initially in the dream, you're on the phone with a relative who's kind of shaming you for doing this work that's sort of sacrilegious, this energy work that you do. Yes. And in the midst of that, you, your friend walks in. Yeah. It's a really interesting <laughs> part of the dream. When I think about being on the phone in a dream, I think like we're speaking to somebody who's not in this plane with us. And so that's interesting, communication across the phone line. Yes. And then you just drop the phone. You're like, whatever with them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to keep listening to this or having this conversation because, oh my gosh, my friend is here. Yes. And you're like overwhelmed with emotion and joy. Yes. And they're so real to you. And you're even in the dream are going this can't be a dream because it's so real. And then you remember this phone conversation and that's when you leave your friend to go hang up the phone. And then when you come back, your friend is no longer there. They've checked out. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there was something about that word checked out that caught me a little bit. Like when you check out of a hotel, Yeah. they had checked out. I don't know. There was something about that. Yeah. And of course, hotel is a temporary space, a space where you visit and you're passing through like they had been coming to stay there for a temporary amount of time and moved on. So this is just kind of fascinating too. Well, let me just say, I the first job I ever had at like age 15, I was housekeeping at a hotel. And in the hotel where I worked, I met another friend who was just like a brother to me. And same kind of connection. And I just want to say so fascinating to me that next week I will be going to New York to visit this friend who is terminal with cancer. Just in like really, it's fascinating to me, the whole hotel piece, the transition piece, the brother, the friendship. It's so wow. Wow. That is a whole other layer of this dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling full body goose pumps and this, this evolution of the story, right? So you're going to go to the hotel. <laughs> so yeah, that had been on my list of things. I'm like, oh, let's go check out where I used to work, whatever. So yeah. And then there's the metaphor of the hotel and, you know, our life, like we're only ever traveling through here yeah. and staying temporarily. All of us are terminal. You know? Yes, true. But yet your friend who you're going to visit is more imminently in touch with that. Correct. Right. Different, yeah, it's a little different, right? Yeah. 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 Really powerful. to sleep that evening and the next day I woke up and remembered a dream where I was in the house of an elder that I used to work with 
through the same time period, 20 years ago as my friend and they were family friends. And so there's a connection there, but I was in his house when I used to visit, he had shelves and shelves and shelves of books in his office, especially. And we were in his office and I happened to notice that there were no more books on his shelves. And we had this back and forth conversation that was kind of superficial, but exactly how it would have like just a a normal conversation. Well, how's your wife and this and that. And it was just like, as if we were visiting each other, like I was visiting him and I haven't talked to him in probably 10 or 15 years. When I woke up, it was another one of these spaces where I was like, whoa, That was super interesting. This conversation was normal. He looked like his normal self. I could smell he smoked a pipe. I could smell the pipe. And I immediately texted somebody from that family and asked if he was still alive. And it ends up he had passed away a month ago. It kind of just blew me away again, being in contact (laughs) with the other side in such a way that felt so this side. (laughs) I had like kind of been sitting with that, like, what is this for me? What's going on? You know, I even had thoughts of like, oh, the veil's kind of thin right now. Should I even leave the house? Should I just stay home and stay safe? You know, (laughs) what's going on? Totally. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm really curious about the books. What does that mean to you? What do his books represent to you? Immediately, it's just wisdom. And he was very, very well read from so many genres. And he was an extremely spiritual guy. That's what I think about the books. Them being gone, again, it kind of feels the same as the hotel. Like mm-hmm. these books were his life, you know? Mm-hmm. And the hotel room or whatever, it's empty. They're gone. The books are gone. <laughs> like, you know, he wouldn't be uh, there if there were no books. Yeah. I did just get a whole wave of goosebumps there with that one. <laughs> I'm good for the goosebumps. <laughs> I guess you are. That's not always how synchronicity speaks to me, but it's so physical. My reaction to your stories, it feels really true in my body when you say that. The temporariness of the physical inhabitation of time and place and the mm-hmm. books being representative of your connection with him, how you see him, how he saw himself, how he communicated, gathered and shared wisdom, that being a big part of who he was in this physical world, the books were gone and you didn't even know that he wasn't embodied anymore. I didn't. Right. Fascinating. When I found that I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And just a month, you know, right. Right. That to me, that month time is still a little bit liminal being in contact with him in that kind of way. That would make more sense to me than my friend who passed 20 years ago, you know, (laughs) that he's still a little closer to here. But anyway, just saying. Although it's interesting that those two were were related. They were family friends and they were from an era of your life. You were close to both of them at the same time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that sounds like it might have been a really formative time for you. (laughs) That would be true. Very much so. Yeah. I'm curious about that piece. You know, sometimes when people share a dream or when I myself have dreams that have a time marker for a a certain time in my life, I think what part of my history, what piece of my soul perhaps even 
is communicating with me from that time. What were you seeking then or what was happening for you then that might be related to now? So the third dream, the third dream, I was standing outside and I remember looking up into the sky and seeing this flock of birds and I believe that there were four of them. As I was watching, they started doing some type of dance of transformation into an object that I is unidentifiable to me. I have never seen this type of object. It looked quite mechanical. Like it looked like they went from birds to machinery almost. It was quite fascinating, like this transformation into something that I've never seen before. And in that moment, there was definitely awe. Wow, what is that? What is going on? And then it started moving at a very quick rate, very fast towards the earth towards the ground and then it began to feel ominous and scary like it was about to overtake whatever wherever it landed whatever it was in its its path and I woke up before it hit and how did you feel when you first woke up it felt otherworldly it felt like what I just saw exists somewhere else and it's just new to me in this moment. Mm. Like I saw something I've never seen before, but it doesn't mean it didn't exist. Right. When you say that, what I think of is like you were witnessing something outside of your known reality, but that exists in some other reality. Absolutely. And it started as something somewhat recognizable of this reality in that yeah. it started with birds. Yeah. And then the birds melded into one and when they joined into one creature they transformed into something that seemed almost mechanical but it was completely unidentifiable to you that's right i do think of ufos i'll just say it (laughs) i was definitely afraid as it started flying towards the earth and in my mind i was afraid that this was about to harm me you know i woke up in that kind of fear but i was also like what what (laughs) like what so I would say that would be my sense of that of that but again just what really speaks to me is the shape-shifting and another reality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the common thread there between the three dreams it feels like there is a sense of walking between realms I'm visiting with people who have passed And then being in this situation where you're viewing something that isn't of this realm either. Even when you were with the people who had passed, there was such a physical realness to both of those dreams. You could smell them, feel them, had an awareness that you thought you weren't even dreaming in the dream. Yes. And even with the, the beginning of this whole sequence, starting with the phone call, that's fascinating to me again. I just think something's coming through being transmitted, right? Yeah. And there's some opening between the realms. So that's just really interesting. I know that the first time you told me this dream, I had a really strong sense of 
when you were in ceremony that you had combined some different non-traditional elements with some traditional elements, correct? Correct. Yes. And there was some aspect of that ceremony you did with flags and with the four directions. Yes. When you told the dream, I saw the four directions as the birds and the melding of different traditions into something new, non-traditional, mm-hmm. non-recognizable. And the fear that you had, you went into a very deep process around that, especially with your teacher, Heather, who, who we were mentioning earlier. Yeah. You misinterpreted her text and thought, oh my gosh, what did I do? Right? Yeah. Which was scary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was like that. Like the world was about to end. My world was about to end. For yeah. a very, you know, good moment, let me tell you. That still feels relevant to me that you brought together some traditional with non-traditional things, created something new that had great power to it. And that power was scary. It was like, is it going in the direction that you want it to, or is it just plummeting to earth in a (laughs) destructive way and it's about to destroy you? (laughs) Yes. 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 That's, I love the way you said that. I kind of hung on every word of your sentence because <laughs> like, you said that last sentence and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. When you say that back to me, what I hear for myself is definitely the piece about power. I can't help it, but this was part of my process too. When I went through that process you're speaking about, like, oh my God, I did something wrong. But da, 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 da. Part of my process was this idea of how our world is changing right now and how, in my humble opinion, there probably needs to be a collective that comes together soon. We need to find some ways to bridge some gaps. How can we have more unity? How can we like have more compassion and respect for each other? And when I think about what I did with my colleague on this retreat by combining these medicines, for me, I think about how that could totally foster more unity, foster more community, you know, and the power that comes from that. And, you know, who's to say that at some point a million years ago, these two medicines did not have life together. I think about it through all the different realms. There are so many different possibilities and realities and parallel universes or, you know, however you want to look at it, that I think that it might be the perfect medicine for the time to try and find a way to be with each other's ways in a health building manner, you know? So when you give that thing back to me about the power of that, I can see the polarity of it, like a lot of power or it could feel like a lot of destruction depending on where you're looking at it on the continuum. And I totally honor both sides a hundred million percent, but you really took me somewhere in that piece of just, you know, honoring the, what is it going to take for us to move through this, this space and time right now? And nobody knows. So don't tell the man who's doing it. It can't be done. You know, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, totally. And maybe what it looks like is something completely alien and unidentifiable, like otherworldly, even though it's made of things of here. And 
that there is nothing new, right? All energy is moving through different forms. Everything exists in some form or another, in some way or another, in some parallel reality or another. Yeah. So, yeah. How do we direct and harness that power in a good way is really the question. And I like that you opened that up for the collective. How do we as a collective honor the medicines of traditions and of past and be in integrity with the old ways that they have been passed down or passed down to us through our teachers? But how do we meet the moment of the new and allow things to become what they're becoming in this unidentifiable form without blowing ourselves up? Oh, (laughs) how do we do that? (laughs) Yes, please. I think the question is more important to hold space for than anything. So I'll just leave it at that. But I'm super grateful that you brought that in. And I also, again, I want to honor that because of the nature of our dreams being multidimensional and interdimensional, especially these dreams that you're bringing today, they could have multiple meanings as much as that symbology relates and feels alive in the moment. There's other possibilities simultaneously for for how that dream could be bringing some in, in more insight might come to you yeah, around I it. Love I, love I love the progression of these dreams too. <laughs> I remember now what the fourth one is, but I'll go ahead and invite you to share it. Oh, this was just an interesting one that happened the same night as the previous one. I was attending a teaching that was being given by a guru and It was a female, this guru. And before she really got into the teachings, she was on a stage and she walked off the stage and like beelined right towards me and said, Kim, yeah, hi is what I said. Hi. (laughs) And she said, how are your children? And when she said it, It was this question to me, not like a nicety. There was an urgency for me to go find out, oh my God, how are my children? And I have three children. As I awoke from that dream right after that, I was definitely, wow, okay, I need to check in on the kids. When I kind of heard from all of them that everybody was okay, there was a little bit of a, okay, well, what the heck anyway? What was that? Like, it was so intense. The energy of that for me was that Aries energy. Like, like when she came to find me, it was like, boom. And she found me in a crowd and she named me and she was very direct with me. How are the children? And so it reminded me after I knew my own children were okay, that in dream time, I occasionally attend the intergalactic federation meetings. And as I attend these meetings, typically speaking, I feel that I get my orders, if you will, like I get my job description, I get, okay, what's next for the collective, like for what is even more than just the earth and collective, but for, you know, the spiritual collective, evolution of consciousness. I know you had a little concern that that would come across as sounding (laughs) kind of cray cray. (laughs) 
Giant intergalactic federation meetings in the dream realm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and I wanted to reassure you that you're not the only one. <laughs> and, well, and now that we've recorded this on the podcast, I'm sure that, that I'll get a flood of emails of other people saying, oh, my God, me too. Secretly, Amanda, I was like, please, if you get any kind of response around that, can you tell me that so that we both know we're not crazy? So. Let's officially put out the invitation. Feel free. Reach out. My email is in the, the show notes. So you can just reach on out. Let me know you've been at the meetings. Thank you. And we, we can all reassure one another that is, in fact, actually more than than acceptable. <laughs> Thank God. Like, oh, yeah. Oh. And so so when you bring up this dream about this yeah. female guru that comes out of the crowd, beelines for you, names you and asks you, how are the children? There is an element to this dream that reminds you of this sort of soul, soul level job description mm -hmm. that you have. Yes. The last time I went to a meeting that happens in dream time, I remember waking up and the last words I was hearing as I woke up were pay attention to ushering in the new ones, the new children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in that week I was introduced to four women with children, like pregnant through my work. One as a teacher and the other as a practitioner, mm -hmm. as well as a few, like two specific children came into my field in a, if you say like a, a therapeutic or grandmother energy holding space for them. Yeah. And it was fascinating to have such a marked experience after <laughs> my galactic federation meeting you know it, it it was a validation in and of itself and it also kind of blows me away the bigness of it all and yeah. just honoring as I've told you these dreams I'm really just hearing the capacity of being in different times even mm -hmm. or defying that or the portals or the the universal energy like there's a thing for me about how we think about miracles on our planet, like the miracles that we think about that happen here is a blink of the eye to universal energy and just what it takes for like creation and for bodies to exist and to function and everything of that nature to think that there isn't some many millions of things bigger and more possible and available. And so these dreams really, I feel like they've busted open the door for me. A little mm. bit like having talked to you now in this mm. way and ha heard your reflection and being able to speak these pieces. I go full circle to Yoda and to yeah. Daniel, you know? Yeah, that's really beautiful. Holding the mystery again of this. I love that all of these dreams came sort of on the, the wings of this <laughs> retreat that you offered where you are that role of teacher and of holding open the realms, right? Yeah. And that's a really big responsibility. And then this more responsibility to the beings that are coming in and coming into your field and coming into body and these beings that are going out of body and, and leaving, you know, mm -hmm. from this realm to the next. And that I just really feel you in all of these different scenarios. 
meeting it with an openness and a willingness. And that to me is really beautiful. I just want to honor you Mm. for that. I really love your reflection there and I appreciate your words for sure. And it's, you know, for me personally, I just, I, I don't know what it would be like to have to do it any other way. I'm actually super grateful for all of that, that you just spoke to and for the mystery. Yeah. And I know it's not a coincidence that we got a chance to find all this. Mm-hmm. To be able to be with it, to have a life full of it, to be engaged with it, to find community around it. Like, I can't wait to meet all the other people that go to the Galactic Federation. <laughs> I would really love that. But no, I like, in all seriousness, I have such reverence for these teachings that we have been given throughout our journey in these healing arts. I hold them so sacred and I just have so much hope that the world will open to these even more and more and more and more and more. Well, and it's funny too, now I'm getting full body goosebumps again, because I'm returning full circle again to the very first thing that happened in the first dream, which was you got that phone call (laughs) from a relative saying, this whole energy thing you're doing is like so sacrilegious. And (laughs) it was, so I, you know, it's a funny thing. I remember in the dream, I'm going to let her just talk her piece and then I'll speak my thing and I doubt I'll be heard, but you know, I'm going to speak science to her. Right. And then boom, <laughs> no need. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> my deceased friend has arrived. <laughs> and I can smell them and feel them yeah, and exactly. knowing for sure that it's not a dream that I'm actually yeah. with them. I just want to just bring it back to that because I feel like that ties it all up with a bow or something like maybe there is that message that tries to come through Mm. the phone lines, you know, maybe there are those thoughts that being somebody who can open up the realms and open these portals for yourself and others, whether you want to or not, you Mm. are doing that, you know, Mm. even when we don't want to, we still do, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, And we can direct that energy intentionally and learn how to wield that power and how to be in a good relationship with it, or we can let it destroy us, right? By ignoring it or not participating or not doing what we came here on mission into these bodies to do. Because clearly we have missions and we all do, everybody but especially when you're conscious of it and you're doing the work that you're doing, you know, like that's a really beautiful, powerful thing. And there might always be those phone calls (laughs) coming through the ethers. Like, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing there? Are you sure you're okay? I don't know. (laughs) There definitely will be those phone calls, but no, I love it. I love what you're saying. You're so right. It feels right to me, everything you're saying. And it definitely, in some ways, just going back to opening up the portals and all of that, and whether you want to or not, I love the challenge that you kind of just opened this up as not a burden to me. Not that I felt it that way, but the burden aspect would come when I would feel not good enough. You know, when I would get that sense of like, I don't know what I'm doing, then it feels like a burden. But really for me, when you said all that, I felt it more as like a very healthy challenge. 
This is something that you can meet and it's something you're being asked to meet and there's no judgment around it. And it would be boring if you didn't have something to meet in your life. Right. (laughs) And I'm grateful that this is mine. Absolutely. Me too. I'm so grateful. So grateful for you meeting the the challenges Mm -hmm. that come. Thank you so much, Kim, for not only sharing your dreams in this way, so profoundly and vulnerably and powerfully letting us in to participate in the dream, but also for sharing them twice, (laughs) once with the ethers and once with all of us. It was an honor and I'm so grateful for it as well. This time has been special. Thank you so much for holding it. If there's anything that you want to speak to for completion, anything you want to say for yourself or for the space... So I'm trying to find my right words around it. I think we just spoke about this whole big piece that could feel unattainable or out of reach for people. Like to some degree, I'm talking about the Galactic Federation or lifting a spaceship out of the swamp or whatever. I just want to say that know that you can defy the laws of physics (laughs) if you want to. There's something about saying, you know, This is available to everybody, opening gates, opening portals, being with energy, harnessing it in the way that serves the collective. All of that is available to everybody. And I just hope that anything I shared opens doors, period, just opens doors for anyone. Yeah. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I had a real strong sense when you were speaking that into words is a part of that soul mission kind of. I've come to earth to say you can lift (laughs) spaceships out of the mud and do impossible things with energy. You can do it. (laughs) Feel the the force. (laughs) The only reason why I have not done that yet, lift that spaceship out of a swamp, is because I have not found a spaceship in the swamp. You're probably lifting so many spaceships out of swamps. You didn't even realize you were doing it. You're like, oh, that's just what I do every day when I go to work. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't have to be defined. It's frequency, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love you, sister. Thank you for being this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to close the space, close the container. We open the portal. We close the portal. So thanking our guides and our allies and all of the collective energies that have gathered around us from the ethers that are here to support us on our journey and to take this work and these words out, let it ripple out and benefit all beings on all planes everywhere for the highest good of all. Maybe so. Thank you. I love you. And thank you. I love you, Kim. Thank you for being with me today (laughs) for most of the day. (laughs) It's my honor and pleasure. We're all alone. And we're all Thank you so much for listening, sharing, following, reviewing, and supporting this podcast. I do have a donation link in the show notes if you feel called to support buy me a coffee or if you'd like to become a sponsor or a patreon there's links for that as well 
I want to say thank you, especially to Kim Pinkley, for sharing her amazing dreams with us twice today. And please check out her website at www.live-free.co if you're interested in joining our monthly Conscious Dreams Circle and Conscious Creators Circle. Your first class is always free, and we would love, love, love to to work with you so please check the links in the show notes for that and for the guided meditation for this month that you could purchase thank you so much for listening and being on this dream adventure with me it's such an honor to be in sacred community with you thank you